Wow. <laughs> wow. That's one of my favorites. Thank you. That is one of my favorites right now. And it's one of my favorite people. Stars, what's going on? What's up? Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm so glad you're back. It's been a few years. I know, right? Yeah. Wait, let me bring this down. I'm always clipping. I don't want to be the reason this. <laughs> Need this. I'll be losing interviews sometimes because, like, parts of them because mm. they'd be clipping. I'm like, I'm not going to do that today. We no. need every bit of it yeah get it all um, <laughs> yeah it's been a minute uh last time last time you were with us was 29 2018 2019 I think. 2019 yeah that feels about right yeah yeah, yeah. like wow yeah pre-panty was that uh <laughs> pre-panty time yeah <laughs> was that around um sacred bull drop yeah that was around that was right before sacred bull dropped wow sure. that's crazy yeah and they came in crazy. with jay yeah we talked about the record yeah. And just the process and all of that. Yeah. You know, and I remember because uh, the we we used the cow the cow. Uh, yeah, the cow girl yeah. Hat. I have my cowboy hat. And now you got the boots on today. <laughs> yes. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. Always. Always on theme. <laughs> what was what was what what did you say? How do you, how would you describe this outfit today? That, that you... How did I, uh, I was calling it Nana Core. Nana Core. Yeah, like grandma. Yeah, y'all gotta catch up. You know. Yeah, you gotta future. catch up because layers the are it. Is crazy. Thank you. My dad makes these sweaters. He's super talented. Your dad made this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. So, yeah. you know what? And this is great because, you know, I feel like even as long as we've known each other, I think I, I'm not as familiar with the complete artistic um, background of your family as mm -hmm. well you know I, I'm, I'm familiar i know you you post about your little brother sometimes here and there you'll share but and you've shared you you have shared your pop's artwork mm -hmm. um other things that he's created yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah. some some actual pottery no or, that's or me that, that's me you're on a pottery what, yeah. so 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 exactly so what else <laughs> is going on in the household yeah both my parents are artists um they're specifically fashion designers now but uh they've always been artists in multiple mediums my dad uh specializes in sweaters knitwear and and denim design mm. but he does everything he's one of the most amazing couturiers i've ever known couturier couturiers um you know he's he hasn't had the resources that he should as you know an african mm. immigrant in this country absolutely um so his, his light, you know, shines brightly in us in a small space. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, th I hope through what I'm doing that, that as I wear his stuff out and people keep asking, like, yo, where's that from? Yeah, because now I know. I'm like, yeah, wait, so it's you know. possible to get another one that he's like, not this exact one. Not this exact course. one, yeah. This the one, one of a kind. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the they're, all, they're all one of one. And, um, you know, he's he's been making them for... For decades now. No, I'm um, seriously about to cop one. Like, I, actually, like, I, like, actually, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, get on the list. Um, my mom, Dang, she's... That's crazy. What? Yeah, yeah. What? They're super talented. Exclusive. Yeah. Um, and my dad, my dad and my mom, they, they met in an artistic capacity, and my mom learned how to design from him, hmm. and now she does it full-time. Before that, she was a graphic designer, hmm. and uh, just an amazing visual artist. My mom's the type of person who could, like, sit down and draw a photorealistic portrait of you if you gave Word. her like three days like she would just hand, hand drawn yeah. like and she she sewed all my costumes growing up for co like for halloween she was like make me outfits she she's just 
she can do anything. Isn't it funny how like that probably never like it was like oh yeah it's just a Halloween costume. Yeah, I mean I and always yeah, appreciated it, but but it's like this is a whole art piece you just made. Yeah, what? like yeah. You just like just threw right. this up. Right, it was usually overnight too because it would be last minute and I'd be like no today I want to be a '60s like Amazing. pop star. <laughs> and, Amazing. Um, yeah, they're both and they taught me a lot about being an artist. I think specifically that you have to own it. You have to own being an artist. Um, and that being an artist is about discipline and and uh, time and execution. And that looks different for everyone, but that's how I approach all of my mediums. Like, I've been doing ceramics now for eight years. Um, I've been doing paper making for five. I've been doing photography for 16 years um, and music for 10. And... While I don't really show my photography or my ceramics or my paper making publicly, I haven't, you know, done a gallery show since college for those things. It's because I I know that I'm working on it constantly over time and that those things are not as dependent on age as music is, per se. Um, and so I, because my parents taught me what, what patience and dedication can do for your artistry, like I really have no rush to like prove to people that I'm yeah. also a really talented multimedia artist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, artsy family. My sister's a d- director, she's amazing. And my brother is actually a mechanical engineer. He, he builds cars. <laughs> Word. Yeah. That's crazy. So we'll circle back to that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you dropped a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Patience. Um, there's no rush. Also, just hearing so much master, uh, not well, not knowing of thyself. We we won't say you. You can only call yourself the master, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I feel like you'll tell me oh, I'm still working. I'm just like yeah, I'm always. <laughs> I'll be telling you like yo, this is crazy. Like, oh, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Like, yeah. But absolutely, like that's that's wild. So. And, and you know it's interesting because you know you were you were just working on um, this photography project mm-hmm. that I, I got to see a glimpse of yeah. a small glimpse of, and to hear you say that sixteen years you know like that it's it's just in you it's not you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. this you're right it's just and, and to know that what, what did you say? there's something about the time with with music mm-hmm. that's like it is kind of like a, a a time frame yeah you know yeah unfortunately versus like these other mediums right. where it's so infinite yeah. Yeah. How does that, how, how do you, how, or what What was it that kind of, when you made that switch, mm-hmm. what was that process, like what was that switch for you? When I realized that yeah, music like, is time Yeah, what was that perspective based? switch for you? Um, I, th- I, it was from, there from the beginning of the introduction, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. I started making music when I was like 15, 16, and started writing songs, I mean. And then um, I was discovered by a label at 17, and they were always telling me, like, you're so lucky that we found you young because if you, like, it's not even worth starting a career if you're over 25 for women. Like, you're basically mm. just shriveled up and nobody wants you. And then as I approached 25, um, I had, you know, industry executives and grown-ass men who are well into their 50s, mind you, telling me that I'm getting to be too old to be making music and that I have to sign a a shitty deal because like you might not be offered these kind of deals anymore because you're over 25. Mm. It was always this like arbitrary number that they put out. Like if you're a woman over 25, you can't be a pop star anymore. You can't be famous next year. What are you talking about? Like, right. It's, it's completely ridiculous because in every other 
you know, art, artistry and medium, the more time you spend on something, the better you get, the more yeah. you master your art and your craft. Craft, But in music, we're expected to just pop out the womb prodigies. And it's like, I didn't grow up with lessons. Like I taught myself everything. Hmm. Um, My my parents didn't have the resource to have me in classes for for those things. So, Hmm. you know, how are you going to compare me to the kid that's been in Suzuki violin classes since the age of three? That's not fair. Classically trained. Classically trained, like... Has even those all things the get turned, kind of thrown around so arbitrarily. Right, right. Like, oh. And it, it has really nothing to do with, um, you know, the the type of training that you have, but your dedication to learning it. And mm. um, unfortunately in music, because of that rush of time, specifically put on women, um, you often feel like you have to put everything else to the to the side to just mm. focus on this because you have to be young and beautiful to be able to get the resource that, resources and opportunities that you do. And like, I'm not going to lie, it's very blatant that I get a lot of opportunities because of how I look mm. and um, how and I dress that. and like how I present own. space. Right, I know that. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of that. So I kind of use my youth and my beauty as another tool on top of mm. the music that I make. It's like... Maybe I wouldn't be so stubborn about the type of music that I make if I didn't have those two things, mm. because I would have to like kind of bend to the will of commercialism. Whereas now I can just be me, and I can sell quote my products. Unfortunately, is what it is. Um, hey, but with my body, you know. Facts. There's some. There's some. This is why I love when we chat, because it's like, yo, I'd be like, yo, come through the, come <laughs> through, come through. It's like it's just like, yo, there's so much. Um, I feel like just a lot of knowing that it, it and a lot of bravery mm-hmm. and like a lot of courage that I am inspired by, but also that I know like I know it, it emanates and rubs off on, on folks that you're around because it's Thank like you. that is a lot to endure. And, you know, I, it just reminds me of so many times like seeing you in different places. And I, I remember some of those, you know, and to hear you say that now, like, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't have known the depth of the kind of uh, friction that you were dealing with and just trying to be be a creative, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, you know, here you are today, just just released records, you're going on tour, you're playing these shows, you're, you're in this flow, mm-hmm. right? Like, I guess, how does that feel to, to kind of take some of your power back? Uh, it feels great. And I, I took it back in a, um, it, it was, it was like a, it's actually been a process of the last two and a half years, really, this this reclamation of my power. Mm. But there was an epiphany that happened um, about two and a half years ago, not even when I started making Revival. Revival was just a... Revival was actually me giving up. Um, mm. I, w- I was ready to, you know, pack my bags and just... I was literally about, about to turn... I was 26. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to just pack my bags. This will be my last project. Um, the music industry is trash. I don't know. I don't see myself in this place anymore. Mm. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. Um, a pandemic happened. So I was like, touring is dead. When is that coming back? We don't know. Yeah. It just seemed really bleak. And in the act of me giving up, relinquishing to what it was, I found my love for music again in a mm. way that has revitalized my 
capacity to for bullshit basically to just keep going um way to put it yeah like i i found again the light the kernel of of joy that music can bring which i had for so long had lost sight of and um after i'd finished recording revival that was really my rebirth it was like the last two and a half years since i recorded it so many things have happened in my life that have forced me to stand my ground and to sit in my power mm. and right now on the on the eve of my 28th birthday i'm i feel more powerful than ever and that power doesn't come from a a totalitarian place it doesn't come from me inflicting power onto others it comes from knowing that i can take what life throws at me and i can take it with grace and i can grow mm. with it and beyond it and in a way it kind of makes you feel bulletproof spiritually yeah. i got kelvar on what? right yeah. right like i'm good i'm gonna be good yeah i'm gonna be fine absolutely and yeah just realizing like actually i'm, I'm gonna be cool like even if i don't you know sell out stadiums in my lifetime mm. like that's not what it's about and i had to realize that i'm making i had i had two decisions to make either i was gonna pursue fame or i was mm. gonna pursue power and I decided, yeah, <laughs> and I decided Talk to song. pursue power. Power is is your agency, your rules, your flow. Mm. Fame relies on a lot of different people, a lot it's of middlemen, a lot. It's very external. It's given to you. It's taken away. It's bartered with. Man. It's a very fragile place to be in. It has nothing you to do with art. Crazy. Think about how many people chase something that it has to be given to you. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I know hella like people who I, in my life that have famous energy. Hmm. The only thing standing between them and being famous is a few suits. Talk to him. Hold on. And it's like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that that simple. I think growing up in LA, we, we may be a little bit more conscious of that than a lot of people are. Yeah, very much hypersensitive, so, like yeah. hyper aware. Not hyper even aware of it. Hyper aware. Like. Yeah, because we see it. We see it happen where like one day to the next, somebody is now famous, and you just like you knew them from <laughs> Some, the park. Somebody's streets closed off or the right. and just. It, yeah. It's an instant transformation, and and if you didn't cultivate your power before you hit fame, it's a rocky road, especially as a musician. Um, do you do you ever feel like that it was a part of your journey when you talk about patience and mm -hmm. like how much uh, like all these pivots that you made? Yeah, you feel like that's that, that kind of brought you back to that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I you know. And it's not an easy thing to come to. It's, it's, I remember crying for weeks because it was a part of me that had to die, that, that part of me that just yearned for the stability that I thought fame would bring. Um, I had to accept that I love music in a capacity that if I was the only one hearing my music and I'm the only one playing my guitar somewhere on a mountain and no one's there to hear it, that I would still be making music. Hmm. You know, remember uh, when, when I came to see you downtown for the shoot, mm -hmm. and you were setting up, you were setting up the the tarps, and I had asked, I said, so I was like, oh, you've been recording lately. You you were like, you know, I, I don't I don't remember verbatim. I, I, I hate paraphrasing, mm -hmm. so I'm like, but you said something that made me. It spoke to the nature of you were in that place of just wanting to find, like, not find the joy, but feel the joy. Like you mm -hmm. wanted it to just be about the joy. You yeah. were saying like. 
you know, I'm all, I'm not chasing anything. Like, mm-hmm. it's there. You're like, <laughs> and it was like to see that joy from setting up your set and being in that studio. Like, I totally, it's cool to hear you speak on that in retrospect because mm-hmm. now you're, it seems like you're back in a joyful place with it. Like, it's, it seems like there's a little more consistency. Yeah. A little more. Yeah. Uh, so. I found my own joy. It ebbs and flows, but I, I found for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Finding my own joy and in, in my relationship with my guitar uh, is what sustains me. I think the next step is finding joy within community and mm. collaboration. Uh, <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to become very <laughs> insular first. <laughs> hey, I feel, like, yeah. I feel like I would describe you like if if we had like a, 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 a what do they call it? a parable, like some, you know, story. Like, mm. like yeah, Anastasia came down <laughs> from the treetops. It's just like, came from the, the outskirts of mm. the, but like, nah, like you really, you just in the valley. <laughs> you just in the valley. That's why, that's probably why I feel like that. You got community. Oh my God. You yeah, no, no, I'm just in the valley. That's true. But I, I feel that though. I feel that. And it's, it's glad to see that because you, you really do be out popping out more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I forget how many people I've, I've collected in my life over a lifetime here. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy to think because like up until now, I've never felt like LA is my home because it's such a huge city. Hmm. It sometimes feels really hard to be like, this is my town. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a small town. It's a huge, sprawling, like, and people in different areas. And if, yeah, I live yeah. in the valley. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm removed from it. Um, hmm. But now that every time I come back now from my travels, from tour, from being in New York, I realize, like, I really got people here. You be talking about New York a lot. Yeah, you, you love New York, huh? Ah, uh, I don't know. I used to love New York. Yeah. Since I, I moved there, mm. um, it's changed for me. It's not it's not feeling quite the same. I think I think pandemic really changed New York. Mm. Um, word, word. Unfortunately, like the energy is different. Yeah. It doesn't quite flow how it used to. There's there's like a tense nature to the city. I think it's the cost of living and just like everybody's stressed and barely yeah you know, scratching by. And it's not like here where even when rent's high and gas is high and all these stuff, there's a, still a sense of ease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of how much of the sky we can see. I really think that that contributes to <laughs> absolutely. it. You, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's all great. Look. Right. Like we just realized on some level how small we are. Even in this city, the city makes you feel small in the universe. Even though it is big. Yeah. Even though it is big, whereas New York, is, it feels like a man-made matrix. And so you can just become super... Adjustment bureau. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. I, I don't know where I'm at with my relationship with New York. I, mm. I have a, I think maybe that's that's the beauty. I have now I have a love hate <laughs> relationship with New York. So maybe right. I really am a becoming a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I love uh, I love what you were speaking on in terms of power and, and reclamation. I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a good moment to take a break and play this record, Power. Actually, yeah. I love that single. We're gonna let them hear that and right, beautiful. we'll get back to it. Cool. <laughs> FTF Radio, we are here in studio with Anastasia, and we just got into power. Um, that first record, for anybody who's just tuning in, it's While You Were Sleeping featuring Ravina. That's also so dope. I, I loved seeing Ravina on that record, too. Like, it's just yeah, yeah, it was a world, blessing. You know, you know, like, when, when I, used to, I used to love seeing, like, um, it, like when artists, like, just the, the features that felt more than a feature. It was like, mm-hmm. this is, like, actually... I want to hear their world together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how I felt when I hear, like, Wiz and Currency or, mm-hmm. like, Kanye, Kanye with Rihanna. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, 
it's like this the Wonder Twins, like yeah. Avengers. I'm like, oh shoot, like yeah, yeah. community, like right. Um, right, yeah, it just made sense, you know. She, I sent her the voice memo, and um, you know, it was a reach. Sometimes you you're, you get nervous as a because Ravina's in a completely different place in her career. She's further along, so sometimes you get nervous. Like, mm. am I? Is she gonna like stop being my friend? Because I asked her to sing on my track. Because <laughs> hey, now she's gonna feel used or like I'm like I was plotting. But it was just super genuine. Like I, I had written that song and I sent her a voice memo. I said I would really hear you on a, on a verse on this. Yeah. And she liked the song. She came to the studio and and wrote a little something. And it was really organic and yeah. and peaceful. And yeah, I'm really grateful that she. She was around for it. Records got to be like, that's like how a record is. Mm-hmm. Like, I never forget. I forget. Well, I forget where I heard it, but I won't forget that I heard this. That was like, there's no record without the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're right. It's so, music is so vulnerable. It really be feeling like that. Like asking people to, especially for when, when you know the artist, yeah. it's a dip, you know, it's like, like, you know, we've had plenty of sessions. Yeah, like literally, right. like, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I was in different spaces mm-hmm. and like some, and now I'm like, me asking you about a session would be so different now because I'm, like, in a different space mm-hmm. and, like, like shit, like, yo. But it's like that, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You got to catch people in different... You catch people where you can and, yeah, the relationship above above everything, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think there's... I just miss an era of music when, when people were in relation with each other a lot more. Um, and now it's so competitive, it's hard to know the boundaries for people because mm. some people are like, okay, we're friends, but... If you bring up music, like that's business, and so I don't want to like get into business with you. When when it used to be the other way around, where it's like we're friends, so of course we would make music. Yeah, together. that was just the fun thing to do with right. the homies. It's literally, it's so funny too, because that's where I, I really be forgetting. Like, oh, we should make music. Mm-hmm. Like, I really be like, yeah, let's kick. Like, what's going on? Let's go to the museum. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to this bar. Like. I'm like the most non-making music musician. Like, <laughs> I really do. Like I'm like yeah, always cooking. Like, yeah. but it's like I'm not in the way that people look at like what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just we linking up and partying in the studio and fun and games. Like, bro, uh, this shit really be draining sometimes. It's, like, yeah, it's work. It it, it takes a work. lot out of you. And and I'm I'm also that kind of musician where it's like I'm not in the studio. 24-7. Um, I'm actually <laughs> rarely in the studio because I only like to go in the studio if it's actually going to be fruitful. Hmm. Um, my my biggest pet peeve is like going into sessions with people and then we make half a song and then don't ever finish it. <laughs> and then you're sitting on it. Right. Like, oh, and I'm just like, yo, this was, that was a kernel of my my soul that I channeled from straight from the ether here. I just put a here. piece of my heart right, right. here. Right. And you're just going to let it sit in a file on a hard drive for years? <laughs> it's just... Uh, That's disrespectful. Hard drives are like cryo-freeze for... <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> for music. And music. Yeah, yeah. You're like um, putting it so. in the digital cemetery. Exactly. It is kind of it's like digital limbo. purgatory for sure. And songs deserve to live. That's that's why I just started writing everything on my guitar because then even mm. if I don't finish it with people, I can just go and finish it myself. That's a bar. Yeah. That's interesting too because I know, well... I'm I'm like guilty of like being the one. I sit on records. Like you I have sit so on records. Much. You have so many. You have like fifty albums worth I, of music. <laughs> <laughs> and I do myself, and, but you know I do myself a disservice. And you're right because I'd be like, dang, like it's homies of mine who really be like, bro, put that record out. Mm-hmm. Like come on, like they love their verse on it. Like mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh wait, but I still, you know, and and I think I'm also kind of I don't know similar to what you said about patience. There was like this rel- relinquishing of like 
the need it's like how perfect do you need something mm-hmm. to give like what are you doing what what is wrong with it yeah perfection is uh, an illusion i mean perfection is just stupid <laughs> I, I have a wabi-sabi approach like we are all perfect mm. as we are so if we're all perfect as we are then the things that we make are all perfect as they are and mm. i try and strike a balance between just pure creation and then the trimming that happens after that i prefer not to do a lot of trimming word you know, like with a whole. I think I remember. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah, like all of revival is just live takes. There's no post production on there. It's four tracks in a live room hmm. with the band. It was all in the moment. And it was all one takes. That's how I, I feel like. Uh, you know what? Raphael Sadiq said this. I heard him. He was like, "That's the difference between it's like if it's on tape, that's you recording mm-hmm. the performance. Yeah. So like, and in that, that's so many levels of artistry. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, more appreciation. There's like yeah, there's levels to the to the experience more so than sometimes when you when you do everything super clinically like how we like to record nowadays. It just mm. you lose the intention of the song. Yeah, yeah I yeah. find that a lot with my music at least. Like the minute you put a metronome on something I'm doing, it's just like <laughs> the soul is yeah. gone. Because yeah. for me, I need I need to be able to ebb and flow. That's why I love the, in and out while you were sleeping mm. at the end of the uh, or. I'm, I'm, at the end of the, I'm actually, it's right before the uh, mm-hmm. hook comes back. Yeah. When you just take that little beat. Yeah. I was like, yo, I could feel you literally be, like going into it, leaning into mm-hmm. it and just having to take that breath and then continue. Yeah. And it's like, I was listening to that and I was like, yo, <laughs> I, I was like moved. I was like, yo, oh, like the you. nerve, like <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> for real, I was listening. I was like, I, I never, I was like, wait, like, yeah, you just. Fuck my four k. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, exactly, so exactly. Was, I love that. I yeah, love drummers that. hate me. <laughs> but you know, too now, um, the more that I've dived in like analog more and like really getting back into playing, mm-hmm. like I hate looking at the screen. I feel mm-hmm. limited when I'm going through even my own sample library. It's mm-hmm. like I don't. It's it's limit. There's limits that I'm feeling now, and yeah. I'm like. I'm actually honoring it in my flow because I used to love the capabilities of like, it's like I'd play the computer like, my mother, oh yeah, I could do. It's like, wait a minute, there's just, I don't know, it feels so different. It's like a different joy. That's kind of yeah. what, what the joy came back for me mm-hmm. for it because I was not, I was, I was not feeling joy mm-hmm. it, until I was like, oh, yeah, back in the room, knobs and yeah, not yeah, looking at the screen. It's supposed to feel like play, and a screen is so to put our our human brains into a machine mind. Like that, we're super tactile, and music is supposed to be super tactile. Mm. So even if it is just like turning knobs on a synth or you know changing the patches, that there's a feedback that's happening. It's yeah, kind of like eating with your hands. Like food tastes better when you eat with your hands. Music tastes better, w- or it feels better when you're using your Playing body to it, make yeah. it. You know. So how has your process evolved lately? Or not evolve, like, where, where are you at in your where process? Where am I at in my process? Um, that's an interesting question because um, I'm kind of being confronted with the conundrum of knowing how I want to make a record and not having the, the resources to do so mm. um, yet. Uh, I've had, like, a lot of amazing co-producers and engineers offer their help uh, in their studios and I've been lucky in that regard, but I really like to, I think music making is all about energy and the relationship mm. between the people in the room. 
And so I think that you need to create space for that energy and that relationship to bloom. And so for me, I'm like, I want to take two weeks in the same studio. That's just our space for those two weeks. And everybody's in proximity. Maybe we like go to Mexico or something or, or Germany or somewhere in L.A. and just have those two weeks to as a band and as a collective understand these songs and then perform them and add on to them like call and response like call and response right um because that's that's what true collaboration is to me and and i know that's how i want to make the record um but i have all this pressure now to to put out another record um you know Mm. at the end of this year but i don't have the resources to make it that way so i've been trying to figure out how i can still create that energy in pieces and it's been really hard um i'm not really finding anything that quite replicates that and it's it's frustrating because i have access to all these amazing musicians and amazing players that are so down to get on my stuff Hmm. but once they do get on it it's kind of disjointed because none of us were in the room together and that yeah and that's how that's how records are made nowadays there's like a whole level of convenience files and right and you have to be this big not this big artist but you have to have at least some support to be able to pull everybody together and yeah some sort of capital but you're right how do you reduce the essence of that to file sharing and and shooting stuff back and forth so hard man i haven't figured it out and i'm kind of in a place where i'm like maybe i should just wait and maybe just it's about transparency with with your audience and with your fan base and with the people that are Absolutely, interested in yeah. you, like, hey, this is how I like making records, and right now I don't have a, a deal, and maybe if I, maybe I should do a GoFundMe or like, crowdsource if you guys really want this record, like. Absolutely, yeah. You know, let's make and, it happen. And you know, I feel that because the only thing that's stopping that is like the idea, right? Like this idea yeah. of okay, that's not what we do here, right? That's not we're past that, or mm-hmm. or maybe that's not the way to do, or like it's so. But I, I'm like, dang, this. No rule book. There's no rule book, which but it's is like still. Is but there's no there's no broad rule book, but there's your personal rule book. Your per, and your that's that's mine. Yeah. You know, my rule book is like I I learned through making revival what how I like to create, mm. and I also spent literally seven years before making revival trying not trying to do it the way I'm trying to do it right now, where it's like in bits and pieces and people mm-hmm. are recording on stuff, and I hated it. I was always dissatisfied with it. I love Sacred Bull as a record, but part of what kind of got lost was a lot of those elements. And I really loved performing that record live on tour mm. because it actually sounded how it sounded in my head for versus finally versus on, yeah, on the record. The computer too, yeah. Um, I, I'll never forget when I first heard the Black Orchid record. Like it's like those were so, yeah, wow. Like the shift. I mean, even just hearing the teases that we've gotten. You've you've done a lot. You've actually let's let's also like give you your uh, your flowers because you. even between that you've done so much. I mean between um, the Pluto records, the the choir records, the Colors performance, Thank you. Uh, the you're doing all these shows yeah. in Europe. Like you've and it's wild because then when you think right, like we're looking back on what's this catalog look like mm-hmm. and what do these outputs look like, but it's mm-hmm. like you've given so much of yourself. Yeah. to actual people and spaces and yeah, you know so true, I, I feel that true. though like there's it's a it's a it's i don't know it's hard to level it yeah yeah no i appreciate know? i appreciate you saying that because um yeah I, i've been existing something i i gave my you intention really in to streets. what i'm hey, really in these streets the internet, i i yeah. pull up like 
And then that choir hit me up to, to, to do some of my songs. I was like, all right. And I pulled up to Berlin. Oh, oh, I like, figured it out. I, like, borrowed someone's miles and just, like, got there. Hell um, yeah. Hell because yeah. I, I think community Man, is really important. Um, and even if that community is across the ocean, like, I'm going to pull up if I can. Right. And uh, engage however I can because... Well, at the end of the day, like you're, the reason I do music is to connect with real people in real time, right in front of me, and have these conversations. And the things that keep me going are like people coming up to me and telling me the stories of how that music helped them mm. going forward, or or what brought them to this stage in the first place. Yeah, and that's that's the function of having a record out. Of course, is to bring more people into that curiosity, that into that world. Yeah, but. I kind of I kind of strive to be that type of artist that like you know you saw once at at a show that you kind of stumbled upon and like you just every time that you know, she pops up in your city you pull up uh, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. when she puts out a record you buy that record and yeah. she's not particularly you know famous or hyped or she's not flying on PJs back and forth <laughs> but she's respected <laughs> like I want to be that that elder when I'm when I'm 80 I want to be Jesse Norman vibe, like hey, yeah, like Beverly no. Glenn, Glenn Copeland, like Joni Mitchell, like that kind of level of just respect. Mm -hmm. It's like you really did. You carry yourself as such, though, so, hundred percent. Like it's it's dope. Like that's it's, it's really dope. You know what I'm saying? Like peer to peer. Like also, it's like there's um you know because even like yeah like three years is you know three years but i'm like there's so much learning between mm -hmm. but it's also cool that we can have that space where like we're here having this conversation it's like i mean we outside of here it's like there's just always just budding of budding I'm yeah. like, yo like um you spoke on the the like that nature of like being in the room that symbioticness like mm -hmm. it just makes me think like that's so that is such an element of your artistry like there's like um you know, like, you, you could classify that as the performance artist. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just performing. You're not just the artist. Like, the performance yeah. artist. Like, how you walk in the room. Like, the way that you're introducing yourself. Like, uh, so with that, like, you know, going into this next tour, like, mm -hmm. how are you, what's, like, what are you, how are you prepping right now? What's, yeah. like, what's making you nervous? What's making what's you excited? What's making me like, nervous? I mean, that actually is part of what's maybe the nerve is, uh, how do I want to feed into the narrative of myself? Because uh, we all know that level of artistry is, is branding, and that's gotten mm. a bad rap these days. Like, Oof. it sounds like it's disingenuous, but, it, you know, Nirvana was branded as... Kurt Cobain was branded as Kurt Cobain, and Jimi Hendrix was branded as Jimi Hendrix, and, you know, all the way down the line. Bill Withers is branded as... Yeah. It's always existed. It's just become way more transparent now. Um, hey, that's crazy, actually. That's, <laughs> like, on. there were still teams behind those people being like, this is on brand, this is not on brand, this is your thing, this is not your thing. And it's like playing a character, hmm. becoming an actor. And uh, a friend of mine who's actually hmm. in the fine art space, we were talking about this, um, and he, he and I are similar in the sense that we really resent having to play a character, but Facts. are realizing that part of what engages people with your art is you playing the artist. And that's why artists get a bad rap of like, artists are crazy, artists are elusive, artists are da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's like, we're doing that because that's how we maintain a little bit of our autonomy. Mm. Because even if I'm ready to show up with you 
And then I guess that's the question now that I go on tour and I'm doing this very intimate tour. If it's just me on the stage with a guitar mm-hmm. and after those shows, I'm going to be in direct interface with, with the people that show up and the fans. And how, what mask am I putting on to interact with those people in order to protect myself Absolutely. into the future? Because if I just show up as stars like how you know me, um, sometimes that can become dangerous. Um, And I'm kind of reckoning with that right now where like, oh, yeah, like fans are not friends. (laughs) There's something else because they've created an image of you that they kind of expect you to uphold. And that Mm. image can be whatever you want, but you kind of have to stick to it. There Mm. has to be some consistency there because you exist as a role model. You exist as an archetype. Not as a person. Not as a person. Um, As we see with this Frank thing going on. Right, as you see with this Frank thing going on. Like, Frank is a person who's dealing with a lot of grief and also has done so much for for artists and also for the industry in terms of, like, crafting a path for how to be a liberated artist. And he really deserves his flowers for what he's done. Um, on top of that, being a queer artist, that's really just taking his space. And People forget like how right. big that was for music. Huge, huge, <laughs> People huge. How how that huge the industry wide open. Like I don't know if there would be a Lil Nas X if if Frank didn't come out. Like and if Frank that was, was before Tyler. Yeah, and that was before Tyler. And like it's it's just it's changed the whole the whole game, and it's it's um, and he. He is, in a way, a legacy artist already, even though he's still, still so young. And so for people to not even see the person behind the artist and just be mad at him for, you know, not being able to, to give the performance that I'm sure he wanted to give because of personal circumstances, it reminds you that when you reach that level, um, your product, you're, you're something to be consumed now. You're not, mm. you're not human. And that's crazy and I'm, yeah, and I'm setting out on this beginning part of my journey, trying to figure out how I can ingrain my humanness in my artistry, so that people always understand that I'm a human. So that if I get to that place where I'm headlining Coachella, and like my my I lose my voice the night before, people are like, "Damn, I'm sorry." Like that sucks. Like. They feel for right, me instead right. of, you know, blaming me. Like, oh, you shouldn't have sung so hard on the da-da-da, you know? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I just, just got sick. Like, yeah, and all of my art is about about holistic understanding of, of, of all of the world and all of us and how we're all connected. And it's not coming from a, you know, new wave perspective. It's coming from a very grounded perspective, a very ancestral perspective. Of like we are literally all one. We are all flowers of the same root system. Mm. And Talk to them. Yeah, and, like, if you see me, I see you. Because we are both here experiencing humanness. And if you humanness. don't see me, you don't see yourself. You don't what? see yourself, right. You, you've, you've fragmented yourself. And, and yeah, I'm going to go up on those stages and... Even down to what I'm gonna wear, like I've considered just going up in a in a white tank top and blue jeans hmm. instead of you know dressing how I how I like to dress mm. because I almost don't want anybody to to impose anything mm. on me except what they're hearing. Blank slate. Blank slate. Yeah. And then going from there, and that's what revival was about. That's what this tour is about. It's blank slate. Like this is all. This is me. This is me alone with a guitar. This is my relationship with music and, and the divine. 
and my relationship with music yeah, yeah and you're absolutely. witnessing it and hopefully you become invested in not me as a person and a product but in my journey with this medium hmm. that's essentially um the only thing we can ask just that it's mm-hmm. like look this this is it this is like, it, yeah. I'm not, I don't even need you to pay me. <laughs> like, I would be, be doing this. I, w- I would love to be paid to do this because I would do it full time. But yeah, like I would be doing it regardless, which is a crazy thing Still to realize. Been doing this in my bedroom. Yeah. As pandemic mm-hmm. saw, you know, as right. we saw, you know, exactly. you were still doing it. I was. I was. Absolutely. It's it's in that's me. Dope. Yeah. It's, so that's really cool. You know, sound. I I hear you in a in a real intentional place going out on this next journey, yeah. and I'm I'm excited. I've been so excited. I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's it's dope. It's dope. It's and it's just. I feel the love. A continuation, like, you know, it's a continuation of just these it's continuum of just these roots even like like you said like i mean i actually i was like dang i'm trying to think i'm like i need the breakdown on paperwork because yeah. i've been really in the betty czar lately and like mm. a lot of like just the stuff i'm finding at the getty and i'm like that's a whole world that i'm not familiar with mm-hmm. and like that's i'm like dang i can't wait to see what you got with that mm. um, you know so many things like gallery shows ahead like there's so much so many things to yeah. do in life so like, many it's, like, things yeah. Yo, yeah. yeah, just having fun with it, just flying. Like, just have fun, chase the joy. You where know? are you most uh, excited to see out of all these stops? Um, I've never been to Amsterdam or Copenhagen. Mm. Those are two places that have been come highly right. recommended. So interested to see what's up over there. And I, I be hearing about Copenhagen for their design a lot. Yeah, like, Copenhagen lot for aesthetics. design, Amsterdam for, like, Ease of life, I guess. Vibes. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> to lack of a better word, yeah. It's funny. One of my homegirls is out there now, and I responded to her story. I was like, she's like, she posted that she was out there, but mm-hmm. then like, and I was like, where are you right now? Mm-hmm. Couldn't see where this was. And you know what? I guess preface is this. We all people who don't be needing to share our lives on the internet. This is just when you know somebody, you're like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. What's you know, you like, wait, I see, what's going on? Where you at? Like, yeah, I ain't yeah. seen you in a minute. Like, right. I'm like, where you at? Oh, Amsterdam. I was like, the first thing they say, dang, you know, I'm not really feeling the food. I'm like, oh, that's why you ain't been posting, because mm-hmm. usually I know them for posting food and mm-hmm. travel. I was like, that's just me talking shit, but Got that you. is so I'll, I'll keep an eye out on the food. I mean, I... I, I, I haven't heard that before. Traveling in Europe is hard for food, though, because it's a lot of bread general, and cheese, yeah. and I don't eat bread and cheese so i don't, I don't do tomatoes and i don't eat and like meat either of, so yeah it's right. just it's kind of a it's no fish actually either, hard huh? i eat fish, you do fish yeah okay yeah i have to especially with traveling it's like sometimes the only thing i can really eat is some cooked fish yeah um but you know veggies, veggies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you can never go wrong with some asparagus right right it's dope. asparagus season in europe white asparagus wait Okay, if you get a picture of that, you got to They, they got these thick, like, blonde asparagus. That's crazy. And they're a specialty in, in that region. They're really good. I love asparagus. I really do. I love, my, my favorite veggies is, like, asparagus, eggplant, mm-hmm. cauliflower, mm-hmm. broccoli, actually. I'll just say broccoli. You can't rock with yeah. eggplant, to be, to be honest. Word. It's, rarely is it cooked well. But when it's cooked well, yeah, I really like well. it. When it's cooked well. Um, Shout out my mama. But yeah, cauliflower <laughs> for sure, carrots, bro- Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. 
And don't buy into the rumors, y'all. They really don't mess with your body like that. Like, no. you'll be all right. You just got to have good good, good gut. Yeah. I don't know and drink your water. You're probably not drinking enough water. Right. Probably probably <laughs> already got terrible things inside you. But Brussels sprouts is just, hey, they're good. I never heard they were bad. People don't like that they just move through your system so oh, quick. Okay. But I'm like, that more is a sign to how your system is. Right, and, right. And have you ever eaten corn? That moves way quicker. <laughs> it's so bad for you. <laughs> I don't be, you know, it's funny. I used to eat corn all the time. Corn, like, I don't eat carrots that much. Mm-hmm. That's probably why my vision is getting, wow. <laughs> I completely, no, I really don't eat no yeah, carrots. Yeah, drink some carrot Jay, juice. Yo, I was w- watching uh, Beef. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, I can't see the TV. Is it blurry? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, what's the sun glasses. goes? I do, actually. Like, I, I'm, I'm already prescribed glasses. I just don't wear them. Because I have a big forehead, and, mm. um, you know, we still trying to find the frame that's going to work for me. Right. And complement the essence. I guess you use some silhouettes. To, you know. You know that brand? No. Put me on. Hey, I don't know nothing about fashion. That's the thing. Well, he's nah. not fashion. I've just been blind my whole life, um, pretty much. And, yeah, I know all the glasses. <laughs> I have seen you with plenty glasses. Yeah, yeah. Plenty, yeah. I can't see. Yo, well, glad I'm not alone, you mm-hmm. know, because definitely that's also why I've been trying to move away from working at the screen so mm-hmm. much when I'm making music. It's like, I literally, it's hard to see, like, my eyes hurt. I'm sorry. Damn, too young for this shit. Yeah, um, it's happening. Stars, Anastasia. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia, <laughs> so great to have you. Thank you. What What's, before you get out of here, because I know you got a full day ahead of you, mm-hmm. it's the weekend. What's uh, what's something you're you're really excited to leave uh, to to go into this next quarter uh, with outside of the tour? Outside of the tour, um, freedom. Just pursuing freedom this summer. Here to freedom. You know. Here's to freedom. Here's to freedom. Come on, it's great to see you again. Great so to have you to back. You. We're gonna be spending the record when it drops. That's out on the twenty oh, seventh. Yeah. Yes, right? April twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Y'all be on the lookout. Revival out everywhere. Grab the vinyls. <laughs> When you're back in L.A. for a show, we'll be there pushing it, too. All right, all right. right. See you soon. (laughs) See you soon. Thank you.